Ah, here we go again. Another compliance training. Welcome, and thank you for joining me today to talk about <sighs> fiscal He's compliance so in the new year. Hey there, thanks for joining me on this inaugural episode of the DIY Narrator Podcast and giving me a little bit of space on that listening device in your pocket and those two listening devices on the sides of your head. Who is this podcast for? This podcast is for the instructional designer who every once in a while or every day has to flip on their mic and do their own narration for their e-learning project. Maybe it's because you enjoy doing it, or maybe it's because the project you're working on just doesn't have the budget to hire a professional narrator. I realized that this was something that was needed by the instructional design community recently when I was on an episode of The Lounge Podcast with Jacqueline Hutchinson. I was on episode four. Make sure you go check it out. Kind of as a primer for this, I'll link to it in the show notes as well. It's at theloungepodcast.com. Now, we talked about how you could improve your own narrations and how you could best work with and hire a professional voiceover for your e-learning projects. And I don't want to talk about that, though. I want to focus on improving your narrations. After the podcast, I realized that there was so much more that I could have talked about. And after talking to a few instructional designers on LinkedIn and Twitter... The idea for the DIY narrator website and podcast struck me, and they thought that it'd be a great idea, or they just humored some random dude on the internet. Before we get too much further into the episode and some of the resources that you're going to be able to find at DIYNarrator.com, I want to tell you a little bit about why I feel I'm uniquely qualified to actually provide this information to you. About 10 years ago, was it that long? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I was using Adobe Captivate to build and deliver training materials to a staff of about 200 or so call center employees at a cable company. I was part of a small training team and we struggled with what probably every other corporate training group struggles with. We needed to deliver new information to existing employees, train new employees, and simultaneously minimize the impact to the work schedule. So enter e-learning and my first voiceover. I just finished some training that ended up being a little more complex than I thought could be delivered with just text and pictures on a screen. So I grabbed my laptop, took off to the training room to narrate a few of the more complicated sections of the training module. And it turned out great. I was sitting in a loud training room underneath our HVAC system, so the wind was blowing down on me. I used my laptop microphone that was built right in. And the room was echoey, and I didn't know what I was going to say before I hit record, and so it took me forever to record all the different pieces, and then I wasn't using editing software. If I remember right, I was recording right into Captivate, so I had to redo any bit that I messed up and start all over again. And it just was not a good experience for me as a narrator, despite the fact that I still loved it, and that's why I'm here today. Since then, it's been quite a few career changes and new companies, but nowadays I'm a professional voice talent who works on a bunch of e-learning projects. And training has always been a part of my life. In fact, the one thing I actually miss from the corporate world is being a part of that transfer of knowledge and seeing those light bulb moments that happen in the classroom. And I was even a member of the board of my local ATD chapter back when it was called ASTD. 
Now, I'm hoping that this podcast and the resources that I'm going to place over at DIYNarrator.com can bring more of the T&D world back into my life while bringing you a ton of value when you're out there doing the work in the instructional design world, whether you're a freelancer or in a corporate gig. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what this podcast is not going to be. This isn't going to be an advertisement for my voiceover services or a showcase for my fancy pants voice. Though if I have uh, interesting things that happen in that world, I'll definitely bring them in if I think they bring you value. But I'm here to talk about how to improve your work, not necessarily how to improve my client list. That being said, it's also not going to be a perfect delivery from me and fully scripted. So there'll probably be... Just like that, there'll probably be a handful of stutters and ums, and I'm okay with that. I consider that the wabi-sabi of the podcast world in this work, so uh, that's wabi-sabi. If you haven't heard of the concept of wabi-sabi, make sure you check it out. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's actually kind of fascinating. Because I don't want to be another victim of the pet peeve of mine in the podcast world, which is the episode zero that's all self-serving and doesn't bring any value. I want to talk about the framework that will inform every episode that comes to you in the future, as well as all the other information being put up at DIYNarrator.com. These are what I'm starting to call the foundations of narration, a little bit because it rhymes and because it is a sort of foundational. Now, these are the elements that need to be considered and addressed before you can deliver an effective voiceover or effectively narrate. So in order of importance, at least according to me, they are performance, recording environment, equipment, the script, and editing. You might be a little bit surprised to see that I put performance at the very top of that list. And if you've downloaded the infographic, over at DIYNarrator.com, you'll realize that they're in a different order than when I put that together. On the infographic, I put environment first, and I've since thought about it, and I think that performance probably should slide up to the top of that list, because a good performance, even if it won't sound that awesome, it'll definitely be more engaging than a poor performance in a good environment. The performance is just the way that you talk. It's way more important than the quality of the microphone, and you need to know that narrating your e-learning is more than just reading the script and in fact the very next episode is going to be on performance we're just going to jump right into that second to performance is the recording environment now a great performance in a bad room will still work for the most part but a great mic in a bad room is going to sound really really bad and if you add a bad performance on top of that you're going to lose your learners before you even start so you need just a decent mic but a nice quiet room, minimal echo. And we're going to talk about ways to limit echo in your recording environment. Speaking of mics, the microphone built into your laptop is not going to cut it. So you need a decent hands-free mic at the very minimum or a nicer USB mic, definitely better. Something dedicated, but it doesn't need to break the bank. If your performance is in line and your environment's good, your mic is going to just do its job. And we'll talk a little bit about those and how to use them because mic technique is also really important. Then there's the script. Honestly, I don't have a ton of script writing experience, so I'm going to go and dig up some scripts that I have. And I might write a little bit to kind of give you an idea of how to make a script more conversational because I do have a lot of experience in that. And then how to deal with things in scripts that aren't conversational and make them sound like something you might actually say. So... That'll be, <laughs> that'll be really interesting. 
And then finally, editing. Editing is probably the most time intense of this entire thing. And I want to do things that will help you speed things up. Because honestly, one of the biggest reasons to hire out to a voice actor is to save time, really. I mean, you're not going to save money hiring out to someone else. Obviously, the cheapest person you can hire is yourself. But if you're if you're spending time editing, you need to learn how to do it quickly and efficiently. And you should also know some of the basic requirements for a finished file so your listener doesn't have to fight with your editing. For example, your audio needs to be properly edited and brought up to a level that's actually comfortable for the listener. Basic example here, maybe you produce mobile learning, your user has their phone in their hand, they've got headphones plugged into it because they don't want to disturb people around them, and they crank the audio way up on their phone because they can't hear you speaking. You have to remember that these devices will probably have notifications on in the background. So as they're listening to your narration, that's really quiet, so they've cranked the phone up, an email comes in, they're going to get a background notification on their phone, and it's not going to be very comfortable for the eardrums. They're not going to like that one bit. So being able to turn up your audio to a level and knowing what a good level is, is something we're going to talk about, as well as some tips and tricks to help you speed up your process while you record, which is sounds backwards. But while you record, you can do things that make editing faster. So those are what I've taken to calling the five foundations of narration. And again, in order, they are performance, recording environments, equipment, the script, and editing. Obviously, the order of that is my opinion, and if you ask anyone else, they might have a completely different order. But if anyone you talk to puts mic or equipment at the top of that list, uh, just ignore everything they have to say to you after that, because it's not the microphone. That's all for now. Next time, we're going to really get rolling and dive right into performance tips. I've got some performance tips that are going to help you stop sounding like you're reading a script and start sounding like a person who knows the subject inside and out. For now, head over to DIYNarrator.com, check out the show notes, learn about Wabi Sabi, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to the emails coming from the site, not just the podcast on your podcatcher. I do recommend dropping your emails in the box at DIYNarrator.com because I do plan on publishing other things that are not podcasts, articles, and videos that will accompany episodes of the podcast. So make sure you get all of that and not just the weekly podcast that's going to be coming out. So that's over at DIYNarrator.com. And if you sign up there, you'll get redirected to a little infographic where you can download and check out that discusses the five foundations of narration a little bit more in depth, but obviously it's still pretty light because it's a one-pager. Finally, if you have any questions, please feel free to send them over to host at DIYNarrator.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at not underscore Josh Risser because Josh Risser was taken. I'm trying to see if I can get that handle from the guy who has it. Also, I use LinkedIn quite a bit, so pop over there, connect with me on LinkedIn, and send your questions in. I'd love to get them into the podcast. Now, thanks for joining me on this first episode. Looking forward to taking this journey with you. Have a great week.